dude, that's this is actually <laughs> this is why the Mongolian throat singers uh, did this Resonance so they frequency. could that and they could jerk off to the uh, the appearance of the sound waves on their monitors because clearly when you Mongolian throat sing, it just it creates. <laughs> That's delicious. Is that why? Delightful <laughs> curves. <laughs> All right, Mr. Sommelier. So you brought us, you brought me two, brought yeah, us we've two got some beautiful beers to enjoy here. So take me Wonderful through. indulgences. The first, uh, a shout out to my roots, uh, an IPA here, what's known as a milkshake IPA. Mm. Because it tastes like a milkshake. I couldn't tell you, but um, delicious. So you've never had this before either. I think I've had some kind of milkshake IPA before, but it says, our milkshake IPA brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> and they're like, it's better, better than, than yours. yours. Damn, Damn right. right. It's better than yours. <laughs> we could teach you, but we'd have to, to charge. Chill. And in fact, they did charge me for this bottle. It was quite expensive. <laughs> and so it better be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> Very nice. Um, <coughs> the first, yeah, it's passion fruit, actually. You can take a look at that. Pretty pretty delightful, I think. Passion or fruit. We'll find out, I nice suppose. Nice light coloring. Wow. I like the, uh, I definitely like the graphic camera. It's nice. Yes, yes. Nice. Show it to the people, see what they think. Okay. <coughs> and then second up, we have a personal favorite of mine, or the style is a personal favorite of mine. The Porter. Persephone. And this you're a stout is, or uh, a porter man, a thick dark stout beer man. Porter, yeah. I like them heavy. I like them hot. I like them dark. You like you know, them thick. I like them thick, thick, creamy, dark, and just they pour right down the back of your throat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lovely. We got a com a collaboration between. Uh, well, it's Persephone Brewing Company. Never heard of them before. Have you heard of them? Um, I think so. I think they're local, right? They're local. Mo Mocha Porter. The collaboration with Denman Island Chocolate and Salt Spring Coffee. So, oh wow, quite a tasty one. Made with Salt Spring Coffee and seventy percent cacao mass. Denman Island Chocolate pairs well with a nice sunset. A Ooh. little, little late on the sunset, but uh, yeah. I think it'll pair well with whatever the fuck's going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. All right. Do you want to crack it to yeah. begin? Let's get it going. Yeah, which one should we crack first? I say uh let's let's uh the darker the darker treat. The darker of the two. Yeah, I think we'll ease ourselves into it with the dark, you know, and mm. then we can maybe have a little dessert. Just jump the into the abyss. Yeah, exactly. Why Don't look back. The darkness. How's the nose? Hints of caramel. I definitely get the the slight acidic coffee scent coming through. That mm. definitely is there. Mm. Very full-bodied. Mm. <laughs> it's just, and you can kind of imagine the listener that you're you're sniffing this with me almost. Yeah. Just the full experience right there those lovely spikes you see those ones really are getting me going oh my pass this off here all right let's have the nose <laughs> what am i picking up i'm more of a gentle noser than caleb i smell definitely the coffee comes through maybe like a dark chocolatey type smell hmm. i always sniff the microphone i <laughs> smells like plastic <laughs> wow it's crazy <laughs> definitely strong alcohol is it strong alcohol content i don't know six, six. so it so comes so. through yeah 
strong enough they have to label it a strong beer because we're a bunch of pussies here. <laughs> Since when is six percent? Six percent is just a normal beer. Yeah, that like, definitely shouldn't count as a right strong beer. I would say. gotta get it up to seven, eight percent. But I think that is a legal obligation for them to label it as a strong really? beer. Yeah, because you always see that, right? The next to the percentage, it says strong beer. Same thing in the IPA, actually. Huh. Is this one stronger? Uh, by a bit. I think it's around six as well. Seven, maybe. Six percent. Yeah. 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 All right, let's get this nice pour here. Pressure's on. Can he do it? Key is to keep it flat just long enough, and then. Ooh, very little foam. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, because we've kept it open for a bit. Ah, I see. Before the pour. Okay, yeah. Now the I do smell the coffee a lot more coming through in the glass. Cheers. Cheers to it. Oh yeah, strong coffee aroma. That's one of the strongest I've I've had. Usually they'll they'll label them as coffee porters and then Ooh. it's you can kind of tell the difference. Let me get a little sip first before I go into that. But yeah, so that's good. I like Oh, that's nice. I like the overwhelming coffee sort of flavor. Mm. And then the back end almost has the chocolate come through. It was what I found with the the shittier sort of porters that label themselves as coffee tends to be just in like overwhelming caramel flavor kind of mm, just kind of over overloaded the sweetness kind yeah of. it's like a sweetness it's kind of like a, a guinnessy caramelly sort of flavor mm. maybe with a little bit of bitterness to try and emulate the coffee but it's it's nothing like actual coffee this one is this one's good i like it it's really nice mm. all right oh delicious oh, well we thank you for that of course, getting us started off with yeah. a nice sommelier. Incredible. I don't know what it's called when it's a beer, but if it's a wine, you're a sommelier. Oh, I've heard what it is for beer as well. I think uh, mm, oh, we were watching that. Uh, oh, were you here when we were uh, the, our YouTube rabbit hole of choice for a, a month or so? Was the uh, expert videos where they would have an expert come oh, up? This and versus this, like ten dollars. Yeah, beer oh, sort of, but it would be like an array of things. They would have to choose which one was the more expensive one. So they'd be given like them without labels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like cheese. Expensive cheese versus cheap cheese. And one of them was beers. And I think the guy said that was his job was like doing beer pairings. Mm-hmm. I was like interesting. But beer pairings, huh? <coughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird one. That show was kind of dumb, honestly, because they it was so obvious. I remember they had like this bacon one for example i think and it was like it was just like every single one what whatever kind of bacon it was it was just cheap ass looking like fucking walmart bacon yeah and then like skinny like white yeah yeah just like fatty and just looking like you could just it just would you like whip it and it just like would evaporate into the air basically (laughs) and then the other one next to it would be like thick and like smoky and like delicious looking and you're like well no fucking shit i don't hmm. have to be an expert to figure out <laughs> which is the most expensive one the only one that was actually hard was like the coffee one it's weird that that genre of youtube video seems to have like taken off though right like the the, the comparison yeah, right like the I money i guess it's like the clickbait uh allure of it i think i don't think people give a shit about the cheap ones that's mm-hmm. what I think. But I think to have an actual video, they have to include it. I think they could get just as many views if they were just like... Most expensive. $1,000 taco. Yeah, but yeah. like, it adds the extra click incentive when they're like, 
compared to shitty it. taco. Right. Because, right. like, every fucking piece of shit that's watching those videos has had a $1 taco from Taco Bell before. Yeah, they yeah. That's true. Just never had the. That's true. It's got a, like, gold plated res- taco it's got a, before. What's it called? You know, uh, strike a chord with someone. Yeah. Yes. Like, make it relatable. Yeah, to a certain extent. But I think that most people who watch it care about the expensive item pretty much solely, or at least the reaction they get, you know, like, well, they actually think it's that much better. Like, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, the suspense is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's going to be? <laughs> Brings in my issue with black truffles. <laughs> Fuck black truffles. <laughs> Why? Dude. It's so bullshit, man. Like, I don't know. I guess I can't. Have I've you never... had a lot of them? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck them. <laughs> I. I, uh, <clears throat> it's just like, I had them at the fancy dinner I went to, uh-huh. Annalena. That might have been the first time I ever actually had them, but yeah. whenever I was see... Was it in, like, was it just truffle, or was it, like, grated on the... It was, like, shaved. I think shaved. that's what they pretty much always do, is, yeah. like, shaved black truffle on top of stuff. I've seen truffle oil before. Truffle oil's good, I think. I think I've had it before, before I had actual shaved black truffle, but to me, it's just, like, the same as adding, like, Mushroom? Gold, gold leaves oh, to it just doesn't really do anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The highfalutin snobs will claim that it adds some crazy like flavor, and they're like, "I love black truffle," and it's like, I don't know, unless they put a shitload on it, mm-hmm. which like unless it's like a three star Michelin restaurant, they're not gonna do because yeah. they're cheapskates, and it's expensive as fuck. But usually, the black truffle will just be like a couple little shavings that just dissolve in your mouth, and you can't even really taste it, hmm. and it pumps up the price by like fifty dollars. Right, and you're just sitting there like. <laughs> I didn't need this in my life. Couldn't you just <laughs> I fucking shave off the bark of some tree it really thin and just put it on top and I wouldn't even fucking know the difference. Dude, like <laughs> there's like a whole I uh mm. I listened to this This American Life podcast and they were talking about um oh, what's it called? Imitation like products fancy products. Yeah, they have that for what's that spice called? The um saffron. 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 Mm. Yeah, I watched a YouTube video about that as well. It's a crazy black market, eh? Dude, the the this American Life episode was all about um it was it was crazy. It was all about fucking calamari, squid. Oh. So a lot of the oh, squid yeah, that I've we have that, I think. isn't real squid. It's pork bung which is like yeah, yeah the butthole, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> literally like the ring they cut it into like you know they've had those calamari rings <laughs> yeah they yeah, just yeah. deep fry those <clears throat> and they did like a taste test in that episode yeah and, like people literally couldn't tell the difference oh i'm sure i would be real. in fact you, you asked some dumbass like me when it comes to that shit i'd probably like the pork asshole better. <laughs> 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 like, there's just something about it i don't know dude <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. It just reminds me of when I was with your mom last night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Have well, you ever eaten that's ass a great before? <laughs> that's a great... <laughs> <laughs> I just have to know before we move on. No, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number a, of times. The go-to? Uh, or do you only do it 100% not a go-to. Yeah. Um, any... I, I feel like any guy who says they really enjoy it or, like, get their rocks off to it, hate that term but get their rocks off to it <laughs> fucking boomer term dude <laughs> fucking rocks dude <laughs> well, what is that actually referring to you're just nutting dude like yeah i know i know but like off. it has to be oh maybe it's like you're ca- ha- carrying a big bag of rocks and you're just like 
Ugh. And he dropped the big bag. It's like, I just I had mean, to get my rocks on. I guess I didn't think about it that deeply. I just assumed it was like, like it has to, your, but your it has family to jewels, like your rocks. You know, you're Maybe. getting them off. I like, bet you it has to link to something older. Like could something. Be, could be. All those <sighs> sayings just brought are... up another weird sexual thought. But yeah, but no, but back Classic. to the, the, the ass eating. Yeah, no, no, no. That's how my mind works. You'll find it probably as this goes on is that. Yeah. Especially when you put this in front of my face to talk, just like sex stuff just comes out. But like. <laughs> No, I think that most guys that <clears throat> that talk about eating ass and they're like, you know, dude, I'll eat ass before I eat pussy. Tastes delicious. I'll do it all the time, every day, all day, every day. Eat ass, twenty twenty. I met someone kind of like that. Treatment. It's like, I don't know. Either their girl bleaches their asshole twenty four seven, or they're a sociopath because <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't. It tastes like shit. Like it doesn't taste good. Well, like, I, I would assume so. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, you, but so so that person, do they like the taste of shit? I don't know, but like, you could clean the shit out of it, though, right? Like, you shower. Yeah, with your tongue when you're eating it. No, you could shower and like really <laughs> scrub up in there and like. Yeah, but you know, it just that's why it's stained brown. The brown, the brown star. Yeah. You know, it always it tastes. It it uh, yeah. You can't you get know, away from know. it. It's like my feet, dude. No matter how much they always smell. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with my asshole. My asshole always tastes like shit. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I've licked it. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's also just <laughs> a problem of having a hairy asshole, dude, as a guy. It's just like... It's dude, like, I remember uh, it's someone terrible. we both... No, I can tell you after this, I want to out him on the podcast. <laughs> but he was like asking me this. He's like, Sam, you ever, um, you ever eaten a girl's ass? And I was like, no, I never have. And he's like, oh, man. Have you ever gotten your asshole eaten? <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, oh. I love it, <laughs> dude. I bet it's I bet it's great. And then he's like, I was like, do you eat ass? He's like, yeah, because I love having my butthole eaten. <laughs> hey, you know what? I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. Quit pro quo, my friend. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you gotta, you can't just. I mean, those guys that are just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my dick sucked, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat you out. Yeah. It's like, do you even enjoy sex? Do you even have fun? Yeah. Are you just like? Oh, just, just <coughs> out of your own. <laughs> like, is that what sex is to you? Just like, you're a fucking caveman. Like, oh, this is 2020, dude. Like, this is 2020. Part of enjoying sex is uh, reveling in the pleasure of your partner. Right, you know? and right. That, that's a big part of it. Hundred percent. Me at least. That's why I enjoy eating pussy so much. You yeah. Hundred percent. But uh, yeah, no. It's it's only been enjoyable for me when I was drunk. Otherwise, like, I'll approach it. You know, I'll move my way down the taint. Mm-hmm. It's like the the airstrip, mm-hmm. like waving me on towards the the <laughs> final final takeoff from the runway. And as I approach the final takeoff zone, if I'm I haven't had enough drinks in me, like I, you know, you just you start to get a little, and you're like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about this one. <laughs> it depends. So is like, it like part of your routine for eating a girl out is to go and just take a little take a little tip mm, down under? Not typically. Just no. it depends how adventurous I'm feeling, yeah. you know. And if I've had enough drinks in me, then usually, yeah, that's the course it will really? take. Really, you're just drunk. You're just like we're going for the. Well, oh, yeah. If I'm wasted, because then I just like I'm just like. Just fucking. Eventually, it just works its way down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, where are you going? Because oh, no. you know, like when you're sober, you're in the state of mind of like, you, you don't like c- kind of lose yourself. Mm. You're just kind of like you're focused on like. A specific area that the your act. tongue is really supposed to be in, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get in there. You're just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, 
make them feel good. But when I'm drunk, it's like I'm doing it more for myself and I'm almost doing it for them. You're so like I'm kind of exploring like, I'm just like, at that moment. Oh, oh, you're like yeah, charting new yeah, territory. Dude, the tongue explorers, what they call me. It's <laughs> 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 disgusting. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah. by the way, this is Caleb Weinhagen, <laughs> my roommate. <laughs> All around interesting man. Pervert, whatever you want to Some call. might say. <laughs> but it's 2020, so aren't we all perverts? I don't it's know. It's 2020. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I just if like, you're not to, a think pervert now, I like, like <laughs> to think of myself as just a, just open-minded when it comes to the sexual experience of, mm-hmm. the, li- of the life we lead, you know? Why not, right? Like, yeah. being prudish about things is... Just, just like anything. Just like anything. ridiculous. Open-mindedness is almost always the better path to take. Yeah. Even if that means you're not exploring things yourself but just the ability to accept other people wanting to explore them, you know? That mm. seems like a no-brainer to me, right? Like right. Yeah, why Why are you shitting on someone's like parade? It's, it's just because you don't yeah. feel comfortable Yeah, if you're into that, that's fine, it. too. You know, shitting <laughs> on other people's parades. <laughs> that's, that's another Scat thing. Scat is something... That shit, I don't think okay. I can ever... Yeah, no, I saw a disturbing video on Reddit today that we'll talk about of later. Of course you did. But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was... Yeah, it was an unfortunate rabbit hole. Not one that I ever meant to go down, but uh, one click, and then I was on a video that I wish I'd never seen. Okay, I I also saw something that I wish I never <laughs> saw. This was a while ago. I never actually brought it up to you, but I had like couched it in my head as like, it was just one of those things, you know, like the risky click of the day kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it was one of yeah. those, and I, yeah, I should not have clicked on it. Yeah. <laughs> this was one as well. And the funny thing for me is that. Unless it's an image, if it's a video, I have I have to watch it. Like it's a weird, it's a mm. we- the weird thing. Like even if I know, I like click the link, whatever risky link it is, and then I get to the web page, and it's like fucking I don't know best gore or some shit, and I'm just like, oh god. Uh, then I like, can't do that to know, myself. I, I it's just the video starts, and I'm like, fuck, like. I got to watch it now. If it's an image, I just click away instantly. Mm. But for some reason, the video aspect of it is just like, I don't know what it is. The, anyways, the one I watched, I, <laughs> I accidentally watched today was uh, called French, the French Tickler. Oh, God. I'm not going to say what it is because it's, it's potentially too disturbing for anyone listening. To okay. This. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just uh, Google it if you want. If you French take your risk, tickler. take life in your own hands and yeah. Google it. It's kind of it's kind of fascinating that the human body can do what this woman does, but mm. uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I'll say. <laughs> it's fascinating, and I, I just love dropping hints about what it is. But like, she like she doesn't need to wipe her ass ever because of this ability. Huh. yeah. Uh, that doesn't uh, <laughs> fill me with confidence or <laughs> any drive to watch that. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> All of this should should not be to tempt you to watch it, but should be to drive you away entirely from ever approaching that side of the internet. Dude, and, uh, I <clears throat> think it's one of the weirdest things that we have the app. Just having internet access gives you like free reign to see the most heinous, most fucked up, shit and you really don't have to look very far right like click down oh, the so wrong easy. reddit re- like threads and then yeah. you're looking at some <clears throat> you know people dying or weird sexual shit or whatever it is like I, is that bad or good though i know and then what i think about in relation to that is like okay think about medieval europe right we weren't mm. we didn't have internet we had nothing close to it but 
on a daily ba- basis yeah. in the city, in the streets. Fucked. It was fucked. You're seeing people die yeah. of disease and you shit themselves. You think your your pussy little your pussy little fucking ISIS decapitations. Nothing compared to the yeah. the madness or like sanctioned the 16th torture century. or like sanctioned executions. Yeah, boiling like, people, quartering like. Yeah. Nuts, nuts stuff. I was just, I was on this Reddit thread the other day that was talking about like some medieval execution tactics. And it was like the weirdest one-upsmanship on the internet I'd seen in a long time where people were talking about like, oh, this is like the craziest torture method ever. You probably never heard of this one. And then the next person in the thread would be like, oh, you think that torture method's crazy? (laughs) Look at this one. And I was like, by the end, I was like, Jesus, fuck. (laughs) It's just like... Just doesn't stop. First of all, where did they even know? Because they these weren't the usual like drawing and quarterings. These were like, one was called like Jonathan's Cradle or some shit, and it was like <clears throat> they would basically strip you naked and just like hang you like just by your appendages from a thing with like your your legs <laughs> spread, your ass your ass just like spread, Ugh. and then they would have like a sharpened stick underneath you, mm. and they would just slowly lower you with weights like down onto the sharpened oh. stick, and it would just slowly oh, like go dude, up. What? <laughs> and I was like, this is, and then there was another one that was like oh. similar. I think these were like German one, dude. The Germans were like fucked in their torture methods, it seems like. I could be wrong. I'm sorry, Germans. I'm 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 German heritage, so don't get too angry. Yeah, relax, Germans. <laughs> yeah, fuck. We you. all know you have bad history yeah. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Kidding. we love you. The other one was similar and it was this was like the next one upsman to that. They were like, Oh yeah, your asshole? Well imagine if that put on your balls and it was like a fucking sawhorse but 10 feet in the air oh. and they would just put you on it like it would be like a you know like a, a two by four but sharpened on one end so it was like a blade on, on one end and they would like sit you with your hands like tied and a leg on either side so the sharpened side was like right here mm. and they would put weights weights on each of your feet so you would just slowly sh- like get split in half by the fucking oh beam that my was sharpened god dude like and that was probably for like stealing a like I don't know stealing an yeah, apple. Yeah, we talked about this, and that's getting into philosophy as well, which is like the roots of this punishment. Like, mm. like it, it's ridiculous. Like stuff you couldn't even imagine. Like, how did people even come up with this? And it was it it became solely for like the purpose of entertainment, right? Like mm. the uh, what like I've seen it like explained about like the medieval, particularly the medieval torture methods is like they were so heinous because the um, like conviction rate of crime was incredibly low so mm. like a bunch of crime was happening but very few people got caught so when you did get caught they wanted to make it yeah. like very 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 bad yeah like but also they like an example but also they wanted to get as much pleasure because i think mm. it's not only about the infliction like inflicting the punishment it's about how much pleasure the person can draw out of inflicting the punishment mm. and so these like morbid crazy things you know they would have crowds like around them watching the person get split in half yeah or, like getting hung or guillotined or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they're doing to them whatever fucked up shit people would be cheering it on right like, yeah. yeah 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 it's like you know it's some weird sadistic fucking shit yeah where, right like, public executions where people just annoying. like they see you know maybe because all the crime being committed they see this one person who committed this crime and and all their anger for all the shit that's been d- done mm. to them by via criminals or whatever else is just directed into this one person in that moment, and they're just like, "Yeah, fuck this person, get torn in half, like you deserve it and shit." Mm. And then that's how they enjoy it so much. I don't know. Yeah, I d- there there is a weird like sociopathic side to humanity being shown there for sure. Like, but 
I, I don't know if it's necessarily like purely well i guess it probably is right we just had to come up with what's weird is just the pace of innovation <laughs> in the in the realm of torture mm-hmm. devices like i guess we do that with everything the way, uh, but like yeah that's insane like why devote so we were talking about this earlier like you we devote so many resources probably to coming up with new ways to kill or maim like, yeah. each other right like yeah i mean it was it was all a spectacle right and it was also to, it was also a way for the higher ups to keep the peasants appeased right they would give them this show this execution mm-hmm. whatever and for some it might frighten them into not committing crimes and for other it would just be entertainment to keep them appeased right so right. they wouldn't they would be like you know it was like the the gladiators sort of except just people being straight up executed without the sport at all <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> like at least the gladiators you know they, they had to fight there was some to sport to it you know yeah it was basically executions but they you know yeah there was a chance i guess yeah Except when they put like a fucking lion in there, like I don't know what the fuck they expected to happen with that shit. But Dude, isn't that wow? That's insane. Have you ever, you've been to the Colosseum? Yeah, right? the Colosseum's crazy. Yeah. To see like the the underground area where they have yeah, like, the they lower the just animals come up. Yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. Imagine just I always I try to envision in the Colosseum just like close my eyes and just imagine I'm standing in the dirt in the middle there, just like looking at like ten thousand fucking screaming crazy motherfuckers yeah. in robes ready to see your blood shit. all of a sudden just like <laughs> and then there's like a fucking tiger or, like or tiger or yeah. lion and you're just there with a sword and shield like <laughs> you're like what why is my day lion day an adrenaline rush dude yeah, and yeah. i mean gladiators i think also did this for work because it was a thing that like slaves i'm pretty sure could do to become free to, yeah yeah but it was also things people just did, like, like, like the more you fought and won, like the more money you could win, like you could, you do it for money. Some people would. It's just like a crazy thing. Insane. That's like, I guess it's the, it's the prehistoric version of the UFC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think our, our, you know, medieval version. I don't know if that's really what Nietzsche was saying, but like, our society. Oh has wow, he's throwing it to Nietzsche, like, ladies well, and gentlemen. Like, when we're talking about punishment and, and like the animalistic side of humans, you kind of, I don't know, from. Yeah, he he talked a lot about that, mm. and so it's like, has human society just progressed forward by pushing to the back those instincts and like taming ourselves to a certain extent? Mm. Is that how our society? Because like every every push forward seems to like push something back to like to the back of our brain. Some mm. instinct that used to drive us now gets pushed further to the back, you know, and that's the way we progress forward. Interesting. So you're saying like by like choosing a choosing our kind of like rational faculty of like whatever it is that forces technological progression like we kind of have to put our like instinctual like basis sort of on the backbone like we have to choose one either our rational kind of like smart brain or our like animalistic brain yeah i suppose i mean i think i think it's also just choosing the the safety and the collective good of society over the mm. the impulsive right nature of our, of our you know evolutionary selves but it becomes a problem when our society evolves faster than our you know our evolutionary selves can evolve sort of mm. so then we run into an issue where like <laughs> we push that stuff so far to the back that like what are we left with yeah and then and then we're just we i think we just are brought this onslaught of like mental illnesses and stuff yeah because we don't know who we are yeah we don't know who we are we don't have those 
things that used to drive us anymore Mm -hmm. and we're trying to fill that gaps with what our society has created but those are like only artificial yeah interpretations of creating our ambitions you know like instead of the yeah instead of status and influence the the natural order that used to sort of drive us forward the the will to power right as you will if you're Nietzsche you know Yeah, and I just don't know what to, I don't know what to do about that or what to think about that. It's like right. It's like because ha- there's no way, and like uh, we can't really revert. Yeah, right? and be like, no, we got to actually pursue these, you know, more, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kind of older or like instinctual kind of drives. Yeah, it doesn't really fit in our society now. No, it it doesn't. And I mean, that's that's the weird thing about what Nietzsche was saying, right? It's like the the free spirit you know the ultimate being is like doesn't give a fuck whatever maybe he just like mm. lets his animal instincts take over and it's like to a certain extent yeah that's good that's freeing you know like i just watched the the movie into the wild recently mm-hmm. which i don't know i don't know you know i don't know if nietzsche would label that guy as in his characterization the sovereign individual which in, in nietzsche's mind is someone who thinks they're a free spirit thinks they're going against the the straight jacket of society but in mm-hmm. reality is just doing so because society tells them to or they're they're really in the confines of society but right think they're some kind of rebel or think they have uh, this free conscience but mm. they don't and so i wonder yeah i always wonder if the character in that movie uh alexander super tramp as he called himself yeah um, before he returned to his original name at the end um what would he be labeled as there i i just guess i don't i don't know so what I never really got with Nietzsche was just like how to how he was able to clearly make the distinctions. Like how can you know someone <coughs> isn't is it the way that they're living that is showing you they're not actually, you know, following their base desire or impulse? Yeah, but I think I know I think Nietzsche being a more individualist sort of existential philosopher, he maybe thought that that distinction can only come from within mm. you can't ever classify someone as a sovereign individual or as a free spirit they have to figure it out yeah but maybe even they can't figure it out maybe it's just a classification that sort of exists it's mm. there and you can try and achieve it but like it you never really can classify yourself as one mm. it's just you strive to to be you strive to be that thing but you don't ever actually know if you are that thing it's just like trying to be a better person an ideal Right, you always you always know that yeah you you have a goal for yourself or for who you want to be, and you can be a better person and you can see incremental improvements, but you can always get better, right? right. So there's no like there's no final like, yeah there's destination no final you can reach right yeah. and so I don't yeah I don't think any of those existential philosophers were like naive enough to believe that there was like you you could just reach this final form and then that was it mm. at least i don't think so at least i don't like to think so because that no. would make them kind of stupid yeah no <laughs> it's like, like well that's more of the <coughs> that's kind of any time you're taking like that absolute like you're almost forming forming in uh, a religious kind of a framework right like yeah. when you have this this 100 percent absolute thing that you mm-hmm. are attaining or striving to or yeah whatever yeah. like and yeah the, i guess to me it seemed like most of those authors were trying to come up with like uh alternative to like yeah i mean existentialism is all about subjectivity as opposed to objectivity yeah so whether that's seeing other people as a subject or just 
believing in your own subjective morals and abilities as opposed to whatever mm. society puts upon you. That's mm. an interesting thing to try and live your life by. Going back to like, um, you know, I don't know. I always wonder like, what's the point in talking about like our what our society's doing or how it's affecting us? Because it's like, like how much as a as a person can you really do to get around that? You know, mm. like I can I can. Uh, just talk about you know or discuss like how much i think the animalistic instincts are being pushed to the back of the brain and it's like unless you pull some into the wild shit there's no escaping that really yeah, like right. you're just going to be stuck in that the rest of your life or and you go tree planting <laughs> <laughs> and then you escape it for three months but you yeah. know what are you tree planting for yeah in the in the long run for to, money to fit into society yeah to fit yeah into yeah you want to get money yeah. so that you can come back and spend it in our capitalist system right mm. so it's like no matter what you sort of think you're doing it's like i don't know mm. yeah you're always almost you're always it's the sovereign it's impossible to escape yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying like especially if you're doing something because you want to become the free spirit then i think that automatically makes you the sovereign individual right because you're doing something right because someone image. told you it was a good thing or because yeah. you think that that's like what other people would think would be the, like the best thing right like it wasn't i think to be close enough close to this free spirit or as, or as close to it as you can get it has to be some sort of final thing you come up with on your own mm. not necessarily just you know throwing off the reins of society completely but mm. just taking your own path and each decision you make is you know within your as much as you can control like uninfluenced by yeah what society says you know like just doing what your passion tells you to do right because all those those philosophers are very into passion as a driving force too I right think. right yeah. like you're following your natural drive is big for sure mm -hmm. like following what feels good what it's also so hard right. to find though so hard to find yes you know? it is yeah what feels good so many things feel good mm -hmm. but like so many things that feel good are just a trap yeah that lead yeah. you down a path to self-destruction you know totally so it's like y you never really know where to turn it's almost a an impossibility well i don't know i i'm like i'm kind of like brushing up against this a little bit now right i have basically a little bit of like existential angst because mm. i'm like graduated and yeah you're chilling chilling it yeah. feels good to chill but to then it comes to a point where it's like yeah what, i need what am i doing yeah what the fuck know? am i yeah. doing i need i feel like i need to be productive but then it's like do you though maybe maybe also a problem with our society is that like people f always feel that need to be like <laughs> yeah yeah like people you know it, it was interesting there's i don't know where i heard this but like they people think that like people used to see more like all the ghost sightings and shit mm. and all that like weird crazy supernatural shit that would just make you think everyone in medieval times are just on drugs yeah, all the time oh yeah yeah that would just make you think everyone is on uh, drugs all the time mm. was just because people had more time on their hands. Their mind was idle more. Ah, interesting. And so they ended up seeing like these apparitions and shit and like stuff that we don't see anymore because our minds are always occupied. They don't have time to roam and stuff. And like, you know, maybe that's just our mind creating things, but maybe we're like missing fundamental keys to like the universe or like mm. Things that we wouldn't see normally because our because minds are, are always preoccupied with shit. So maybe, mm. I mean, and and you get you can kind of get a bit of that with like meditation and just breathing exercises and yoga and shit like that, right? Because that allows you to just clear your head. But like, I think it's not only that, but in your downtime, you know, like yeah. downtime is always having your mind consumed by something. When in the yeah. past, downtime was just like 
fucking sitting in a chair. Right, right, right. Jacking yourself off or just staring into the sky. Just I don't thinking. fucking know. Yeah, yeah just thinking. <laughs> yeah. Being outside or being yeah. alone with your thoughts. That's why there are so many of those, you know, stuck up stupid philosophers that just like talked shit in their books and stuff because they just, you know, it comes from their mind. And some yeah. of the shit was good and some of it was terrible, but like you can't get the good shit without, you know, having all the time to right. paw through all the shit that comes down, you know? Yeah, I... I think like there definitely is a lack of uh, time spent just pondering, and I, I I think also when you're I don't know, but to bring it to bring it to the tree planting experience, like I never I didn't feel any existential angst when I was out there because yeah. I had one task to do. We had a community around us that was all doing the same thing. It was like a sole f- collective focus of one goal and then you had friends you had everything you need food everything yeah. and then when i came back i had like about i don't know two weeks of like mm-hmm. a kind of honeymoon period where i'm just like kind of still mm-hmm. in that mindset but also adapting to s- society and then after that two weeks it was like okay fuck i'm like back in society now like uh, maybe i'm ta- I'm tapping into like these expectations or this son of yeah like, uh, and i mean in a way tree planting is that weird sort of state because you can get back to that nor- sort of natural state of being yeah but also not because it's in your natural state of being like you know in, in medieval times or you know prehistoric times or whatever as, yeah. a, as a human you would so much struggle right like yeah. s- just struggle to stay alive to constantly a thousand things on your mind you know get food like you might think it's a single drive just to stay alive but that's constituted by like, you know, it's made right. up of so many different Hide from the lion, find alive, the kudu, right? like, hunt it. I yeah, feel like that's a misconception when people are like, oh, you know, back then they only had one thing to think about, right? Mm. Staying alive. Now we just have, you know, we don't have to think about staying alive, but we have a billion other things to think about. Right. Like, I guess, but like, I don't, I don't really know that. But like our overwhelming drive was to survive. Like we compartmentalized it for sure into like the little acts of our day. But I feel like now... I don't know. It feels like we don't even we don't have an overwhelming drive anymore. Yeah, like we don't have it anymore. That might be. That, yeah, that's definitely the case. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe that's what what tree planting provides is just yeah. that drive. Yeah, it, it definitely does. It's just like, the but it's different. I mean, it's almost even more blissful in a way because it seems like at least mm. because yeah, you don't have to have these little tasks and all this little stuff that makes up that one drive. It's literally just that one. Yeah. drive to plant trees yeah and you don't have to think about anything else i think that's what w- excites me the most about it mm-hmm. going for those who don't know yeah i'm planning to go next summer uh, mm-hmm. with this man and the man who's previously on the podcast uh, elliot so yeah i think what excites me most is just yeah the ability to not have to think about yeah anything yeah at all just like it's great man you know? it's honestly great because you, you like you'll have that whole thought process of like like you ever wake up or you you were telling me about a fucked up dream. Were you oh, yeah, about yeah, a yeah, up yeah, dream? yeah, this morning. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about how, like, wh- when you have that realization, like, as this is a more mild version, but, like, say you dream that you, like, you know, you have a, a midterm that you have to, like, study a shitload yeah, for. Yeah, stress like, dreams. So stressful, yeah, and you wake up, and then you realize, like, oh, I don't have any midterms. Like, that relief, like, mm. that, that kind of thought process would happen where you'd, like, kind of get, you sort of start to work yourself up into that mindset where you're like, oh, God, I have to, I have to do shit. Mm-hmm. And then you w- realize and you're like, wait, 
no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have nothing to do. I feel like that, that would happen, like, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, you each wake up each day, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to make breakfast, or I got to yeah, do yeah. this, or uh, whatever. And then it's like, no, oh, dude, I just wake up, and these fuckers just put food in front of yeah. my face and feed me like a goddamn fucking mule. And yeah. And I go do these tasks, like. Yeah. You know, like a, a monkey. Exactly. A monkey monkey might live a happier life than a human. Who knows? The soul. You know? Yeah, dude. There's something to be mm. said for just having a soul drive. Like, yeah. Okay. Simplicity. Simplicity is beautiful. I think in, in all aspects, all walks of our life, people, everything seems to be getting more and more refined towards simplicity. Humans are seeming to f- yeah. coming to find that simplicity is sort of the most beautiful thing you can come back to, whether that's in design ease of use and like our technology Mm. um almost anything you look at simplicity is becoming like the driving force and how things are made or like how we go about doing things which makes sense you know it's like it's just it's intuitive the way the world works is also typically through simplicity right right right? like nature finds the easiest way to do whatever it is Exactly, like the shortest route. It's never going to mm. take uh, a longer route. So it's going to take the shortest route right. to get there. And humans are just kind of, our stupid brains are just sort of starting to figure that out sometimes, you know? But like, then it's like, you know, the shortest route, but our capacity for thinking sometimes mm. means that the the longer route can be more interesting. I don't know, it's weird. Well, I just like adding levels of complexity, I, I think is just what, our brain likes to do sometimes you know like we mm-hmm. we don't feel like the easy way is the best way we feel like the, this thing that i create or that I, it has to be complex to feel like it's worth doing or mm. something I d- yeah I don't yeah really i wonder if i think that that the way we think has become so <laughs> complex and our relationships and interactions have become so complex that we externalize that like lack of simplicity in our own thinking onto the way things are designed right so the reason mm. Potentially the reason people like things that are so simple to look at, you know, like a kitchen that's just nice and clean, modern, that's all that modern, modern minimalist, all that yeah. shit, the iPhone that's just clean, you know, your new computer, mm. a lamp, whatever, whatever it might be, like you feel that sort of release and sort of sense of relaxation looking at that because mm. our brains have become so complex and so many orders of thinking and all this shit just fucking jumbled up in there that you don't even know how to get out and it's just sort of relaxing to look at look at these things that are you know external around you and have them be simple and just be like oh you Mm. know something is simple for once like something you don't have to like take into consideration on so many different levels Mm. because that's most of the stuff we face right yeah just added needless complexity (coughs) so much for no reason yeah it's ridiculous that's what you know you look at all the cars and knobs and dials and all this fucking shit. Right. Now we have the Tesla, just a screen. Mm-hmm. You touch, touch here, whatever. And I saw the the Mercedes like concept car mm. thing, which was yeah. just like the center console to steer. It was this crazy alien looking car. Yeah. And like the yeah, avatar, right? Use the your ATR hand to like move the thing. It's just like super simple and more natural too. It's mm. like a combination of like natural look and simplicity. I feel like is becoming much more popular. Mm. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder <coughs> what. It seems like we're headed. I don't know. Humanity just confuses me, dude. Because it's like in some places I see, it looks like we're doing great and headed in like a beautiful direction and like a potential. You know, I don't want to say utopia because utopia is always you know kind of mm. clouded in other things. Yeah, but subjective. Yeah, but and then you look at other parts of our society and you just see the 
complete downfall of humankind and yeah it's really hard to like well i mean you can never know where the future is headed but it's impossible to kind of even kid yourself that you know where it's headed especially in our lifetime yeah i think in like the 50s or i don't know we were were watching that david attenborough documentary Mm -hmm. kind of goes through the different kind of mindsets of each generation like i think life in maybe the 30s earlier it was just a little bit more like there was a clear cut more of a clear cut path almost Mm -hmm. i don't really know but yeah i don't know the only the only positive my my positive vision for humanity is starts with sort of something that david attenborough brought up which is just um you know everyone needs to be brought up to a decent standard of living Mm -hmm. right and that's the hardest part is doing that without destroying the earth more than we already have yeah because it's those third world countries that are going through their industrialization periods right. that are creating the most pollution right now. Mm-hmm. Like China, your India, whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we can get them up to that standard using the renewable resources that we have as yeah. opposed to fossil fuels, then that would be sort of our utopia. But mm. I don't think it stops from there because as I wrote in my cheeky little philosophy writing, mm-hmm. not all not all people get wet when the waves of progress wash over the earth. Um, and I think Say that, that one more time <laughs> with the people. <laughs> not all the people get wet when the waves of progress wash over the earth. All right. So if um, anyone wants to contact me <laughs> for a tagline, uh, money is definitely going to be involved. Uh, yeah. I'll take 20%. Uh, 500 bucks a pop. <laughs> get your jingle here. You got all the jingles. Call me fucking the jingle jingler. McGee. Did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The no, you're, you're absolutely right. Dingleberry jingler. Um, <coughs> but you you can, yeah, obviously there's always going to be a subset because of the population that's going to lose out. Yeah, and that's the problem. We can say we bring them up to the standard of living, but that's not going to be the case for everyone. So I think that our economic incentive system sort of has to change mm. um, as well at the same time. And I think it kind of will be forced to once we get into renewable energy. Yeah. Because renewable energy is not going to have the same massive like payouts right. that it will for like people who are drilling fossil fuels. Right. They can like money drill fossil fuels, like invest into it like a decent amount of money, but then just see astronomical returns yeah. from like yeah. pumping out the fossil just fuels. Just create a well of just Because they're not creating anything. They're just getting shit from the earth. Yeah. You know, whereas once like, the infrastructure's in place, yeah. right? Like once the drills yeah, in there. It's just like a, a, the capital investment. You know, yeah. and, and it same could be said for solar panels, I guess. Yeah, but like true. In the long run, you know, we might see a spike in energy costs mm-hmm. as we install the infrastructure, but then it's just gonna it's gonna plummet. Yeah. yeah. And there's gonna be like not much money in that industry, which yeah. means that <coughs> and energy energy is like one of the largest by far like right. sectors in the world, yeah. you know, when it comes to economic uh power. Yeah. And so when that sort of changes, it's gonna sort of throw our economic system. Yeah, things are things are gonna have to change. Yeah. And whether that's just gonna be massive globalization of the energy sector and like mm-hmm. connectivity between all countries and sort of I mean that that would be my my vision it would just be like extreme globalization. Just you're like a globalist. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking globalist scum. Yeah, globalist globalist hell. <laughs> it's funny because I don't even know that he knows what that word means. <laughs> Probably doesn't. Talk about Alex Jones, by the way. Yeah. For people who don't know. Just <laughs> if gl- you don't Google know him, globalist Alex Jones. I or you, you, you might recognize this. Turn the fucking frogs gay. <laughs> 
Which is, I mean, the funny thing about that quote is he's almost he was, not wrong. No, he was right about that one, right? Yeah. The uh, if you guys if didn't know this, they a lot of some well not a lot chemicals that get released um, through sewage and stuff can contain uh, hormones or or estrogen stuff or whatever the fuck it is, and then. Mm if that shit gets into it happens to fish as well yeah can like fuck with their genders and like mm-hmm. do lots of weird shit to them yeah so like i don't know if you can classify and shit like frogs yeah. changing i don't know if you can classify a frog as gay but in a way he was he's he was kinda you know right. what he's getting at yeah i had a frog suck my dick once i guess that frog was gay <laughs> so i don't all the other frogs i'm not what sure was that like Caleb? it was kermit actually oh wow yeah so very uh like like uh what's he made of felt so it was quite soft. Yeah, yeah it was soft. It was soft. But he's got nice. some saliva in there. Okay. You know? it, it, so it was a little slimy. Uh-huh. You know? But it was pretty good. It was pretty right, good. That's good yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of just chomps down on it, though. Like, it doesn't have any fucking, like, suction control. So it's just kind of a, like, <laughs> like, right on your cock. It's not great. <laughs> I gotta, I'm not going to lie. I was I was lying. It's not good. It's not good. I'm sorry, Kermit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Back to... Uh, globalism yeah (laughs) no but i think that that's the part of my vision is just like i don't know and it's kind of weird because you also don't want to erase cultures that exist because of the borders we've created that's the danger of it right yeah but i think that to a certain extent i don't know like what even are cultures like i I don't want to offend anyone here but like they're just shit that's developed over the past few hundred years like a couple hundred years yeah. a thousand years from now we'll have a completely different aspect of like yeah. idea of culture behaviors so that like people do over whatever over you over. hold dear now like that's great that's good and all that you hold those cultures dear to you now but they'll be completely different in a thousand years mm. i mean you'll be dead and obsolete probably but so will that not culture, me mate right? i'm now. lost and now Live I'm forever. Forever. forever you're getting uploaded i'm getting fucking uploaded i'm making an Fuck ai that, version dude. of myself i'm getting chipped i'm doing it all <laughs> i'm doing the whole i know Elon you're not Musk doing that, dude. i i might get uploaded i'm not getting chipped that's for sure no i think you automatically get uploaded once you get chipped probably even without your knowledge i would guess maybe you, what if you can't get uploaded if you don't get chipped <sighs> that's a dilemma i don't think i would get uploaded then really also why what do we need to? Why do we need to live forever? Why do we need to? Yeah, I don't know. And imagine if, like, you know, what you thought would happen when you get uploaded didn't happen. Like, you you imagine you when you get uploaded is that like, there's the version of you that's the human self. Yeah. And that dies, so you you experience death, mm-hmm. but then you also continue on as this AI. But is whatever. it even you? Like, yeah, and is it even you? you? I think it would be worse if it is you. Because mm. if it is you, then you never get to experience death, and you are essentially immortal, but yeah. bodiless, unless we create some sort of robot body uh-huh. for your AI brain to go into. And that's the ultimate torture. I think the ultimate torture would be being immortal. Mm. I don't think there's anything more torturous than being immortal. Wha- I Why do you say that? Just, uh, I mean, I, maybe if, if everyone's immortal, it's different. Mm-hmm. But also, ev- life is meaningless if you're immortal. Yeah. There's no meaning to life. Life... Life's meaning is kind of brought on by death, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, like everything we talk about in life and all the aspirations we have in life would kind of be pointless because we'd be able to do anything we wanted, right? You have infinite time to do anything, so yeah. what's the point? There's no point. Like, it doesn't matter. You w- you could waste uh, right. fifty years of your life just fucking jacking off for fifty years straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would, you know, your mom would come in and 
Timmy, you've been jacking off for 50 years. <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And you're like, Mom, I'm going to live for fucking ever. It doesn't yeah. matter. I can jack off for another 50 years. It's like, what if we didn't what live life forever? What if we lived point? for like, t- it was still finite, but it was just like absurdly long, like 10,000 years. Yeah, then you could still jack off for 50 years, probably get away with it. Yeah. Then would life. Can you imagine? Well, that's an interesting question. How many years in a guy's life, out of a guy's life, do you think he's spent spends jacking off? We spend a third of our life sleeping. Asleep. Yeah. Um. Let's say let's say an, an average man lives to what seventy five years old. Like yeah. Seventy five. I would I would put it at. What's average? How many like do people jack enough every day? Twice I, a week. I, I would say on average a guy. I don't know though. It depends. It really does depend. Like mm. anywhere from every day to. Because like when I'm when I'm when I was single, right? I'm definitely jacking off every day. Mm-hmm. But. Not single, I probably only jack off like a couple times a week. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe that averages out to like four times a week or something. Four out of seven days of the week. That's yeah. We could hedge our bets to say three. Three. That's, yeah. Conservative yeah. estimate. Yeah, and I, I, uh, yeah, and I guess it changes young and old, but like, mm. I mean, I would put it at at least the average session seventy-five years by like my very precise scientific estimation here i would mm-hmm. put this sorry accurate not precise for all you science junkies out there <laughs> i would put this at uh 1.7 years of the 75 years is spent jacking off i could see that two years hold on hold on. imagine if you got <laughs> imagine at the end of your life you got like clips and like there was just one where they just consolidated every single time you were jacking off. And just this is the two years of your life you spent doing this. <laughs> be like, oh. Yeah, that would be an interesting like uh, entrance to whatever. Uh, yeah. Off you know, world. afterlife you yeah. believe in. It's just like you get shown like you a get highlight, highlight. Yeah, you get a highlight reel of your fucking life, dude. <laughs> Here we have the top five moments from <laughs> Caleb Warren Higgins, or <laughs> the fucking stupid YouTube channel. <sighs> Welcome back to Watch Mojo. Today we have the top time, mo- top ten moments from this fucking stupid piece of shit's life that no one ever <laughs> fucking even cared about. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I was actually gonna look up. Uh, let me see. Oh, you see if someone else has done it on the internet. It, I. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be, dude. You we can't be the only ones. Masturbating. <laughs> av- this is. Real entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone is. How much note. time do we spend masturbating in our lifetime on average? Of course, it's a Reddit thread. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. 15 comments. Someone must have the answer. Too much. Okay, this person agreed with us. Let's use a general average of three times per week, uh-huh. 10 minutes per session. Okay. It's pretty quick. Pretty I quick. Feel like. Yeah. If you really want to get it done, though, like yeah, you know, you're pounding it up. But the yeah. really enjoyable ones are, you know, you you can go for like a half hour, you know, do some edging, Stretching dude. It out. The wow. the edging, the edging is the move. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys don't know, if you've never edged before, I don't know if this is a thing for girls, but like, I like think it orgasm, just the best, the tension, the best, dude. You know, like you get, and it, and also. So edging All is my when what you you bring yourself to the edge of orgasm. right right to the point, and then you come back down again. And mm-hmm. if you can control this, you can also have insane stamina. For all my my premature ed- my poor premature ejaculator fellows out there, <laughs> if you're a two pump chump, you got to get on the edging train. I'm uh. telling you because 
you know, it, it's just like it just makes sense physically too, right? Like you yeah, can you're train, like you're training, training. training yeah. It's also mental, right? Work. Yeah, it's a mental thing too. If you can just like control it, and it doesn't mean you have to take yourself out of the element mm. completely, but just sort of be able to control that, like keep going, you know, but like not all the way. And then mm-hmm. you know you can keep going, and then like an, an hour later, you're just like in heaven, basically. <laughs> it's incredible. An hour, damn, dude. You could go for. <laughs> You go for a long. Time. I'm never edging it for an hour. I feel like, yeah, that's a, just a recipe for blue bowls. Interesting. I think this person's a little low. They said 10 minutes per session, 30 minutes per week, 1,500 minutes per year, 78 years, masturbating at 12, same pace their whole life, 66 years worth of masturbating, a lot of masturbating, 103,000 minutes per lifetime, this person's estimate was, which is 71 and a half days. Huh. Mm. But I think the average session time would be longer than 10 minutes. We'll say you double it. 20 minutes. That's going to be like eh, half, half a year at max, probably. Uh, that seems a little bit more reasonable than a year. Yeah. Two years. Yeah, half a year. Still a lot to think about. Still a lot I mean, <laughs> just put it in perspective. Imagine jacking off for six months straight. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw... a. Uh, this like news story a long long time ago about this kid who jacked off for like a couple of oh, days oh was it the dude that died the kid I that died might have died yeah yeah know, just should, it was just like a like, kid in brazil and he jacked off like literally like 63 times in a row or something yeah first of all like, like how do you do that i just can't get hard after like the fourth time no it's like, fucking way <laughs> not that i've ever jacked off four times in a row <laughs> <laughs> That's did you say that i, I, I didn't say that uh, talk about sex. I only have sex. Yeah. I never jack off. Yeah, never. I only I pump and I pump and dump. I'm a I'm a, I'm a alpha. <laughs> have you ever seen Jesse Lee Peterson before? No, I've never oh seen that. Oh my is. god, dude. It was his. Oh my god. He's the dumbest person on the internet. <laughs> Easily, a hundred percent the dumbest person on the internet. Yeah. He. But you know who he is, so he's kind of winning. I mean, I I he's taught me that I'm a. Beta male, so oh. that's how he puts it. Um, he's like this pastor, reverend dude. I put that in quotes because I think if most reasonable Christians watched his channel, they would be appalled by what the fuck he says on there. <laughs> but <laughs> he has like a, a podcast and a show, like the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Uh, he's basically just like a, a right wing nut job, kind of, but like in almost an endearing way because he's so stupid like he's Mm. so stupid he's not even out there he calls trump the great white hope he's he's a black guy just for your information oh interesting he calls trump the black the great white hope (laughs) (laughs) he fucking yeah uh he calls he has i was watching a video of his there's this political commentator that i watch sometimes on youtube called david pacman and he's gone on jesse lee peterson's show a couple times just kind of like fuck around with him and stuff because he's like he's too stupid to realize when you're like insulting him Uh so in this one where he was on uh pacman's podcast he was like pacman was asking him like probing questions like about trump's policies and stuff because obviously he's a huge trump supporter and he would ask him like like, what do you think about his, like, economic plans and stuff? And Jesse would be like, oh, they're good. You know, I like how he's, like, letting, you know, taking away regulations for small businesses to, like, let them grow faster. And he's like, yeah, what regulations did you like that he took away? And he was like, well, I don't really know any of the regulations, but, like, I think he's done a pretty good job. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, 
no no self-awareness yeah. this happens over and over and over again and like uh he asked him another question i remember and there was like a straight up quote where david pacman was like so you don't really seem to know anything about any of this right and he's like yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and he was just he's like he's just like yeah that's cool like yeah I and don't have. On. I don't know any of the facts. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know anything. But like these are my opinions, and millions of people listen to them. And I counsel young people as a pastor. And uh, <laughs> if that's not a wonderful chef's kiss, I don't know. I don't know what is. He's just incredible. I mean, it's his taglines that really, really get right to my heart. For yeah. me. it's incredible. If he doesn't like someone, he'll just he'll just start going like this. Like he's had people on his podcast before. Honest to God, he just he has had enough of them, and he just starts going beta, beta, beta mo, yo beta mo, beta mo, beta mo. People love him, dude. Uh, and I think the 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 more disturbing part of this is that I feel like well, I know that like at least half of his viewer base is people who, like me who are just like wow this is fucking hilarious uh-huh. <laughs> laughing at him as opposed to yeah him. but then there's the people that like legitimately go to him for advice right. or opinions think he's this wealth of knowledge and it's like what wh- like what what do you see like i don't <laughs> understand i don't understand it dude like oh it's it's so funny you gotta look him up i gotta i'm able to look up a clip right now just to show <laughs> <you>. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> it's so funny but you probably do it on here eh? Yeah, you probably could. Here, I'll uh, while you're looking up Jesse Lee Peterson, I'll crack open, open that open other one. Knife. Yeah, let's go. Oh, the passion fruit. Yeah, dude, this one is really nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's one of the my favorite porters I've had in a while. I think. Yeah. I haven't actually had any nice dark beers, so this is good. Uh, what's his name? Jesse Lee. Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh yeah, three hundred, almost three hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, he's pretty big. I mean, just listen to the way he speaks here. See, people love him. I mean, these could also just be people trolling. I don't... The fallen state. This is called... This video is titled, This is Why We Do This. Just people calling in, telling him... (laughs) <laughs> it's just a video of him jerking himself off, basically. basically. <laughs> but I think that half the people he's jerking himself off to are just trolling him. So I, I don't know. Let's see the. Most I think you want to see just like look up like a compilation of him. Oh, compilation! Just look up Jesse yeah, Lee Peterson. Yeah, this is his channel, so he's not gonna have. Yeah, yeah. Too much crazy shit on here. No, he does. That's the thing because he has no self awareness. He doesn't edit out his <laughs> dumbest <laughs> moments because he doesn't know they're dumb moments. Like he legitimately thinks anything he says is perfect troll savagery on a channel from Triggered. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's try it. Oh, Eric Andre? Is that Eric Andre? Was it? Yeah, I think so. No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fat Eric Andre. <laughs> uh. Oh no. 
I said, have some can of pineapple. Dude. Oh my. I think that men and women should be viewed well, the same way. Okay, Are you a slut? I know this isn't great content because they can't hear it, but you have to find one clip. <laughs> that just is him calling someone a beta male because that's the best. It's just the best. Oh, Jesse it. Lee Peterson, beta male. Beta male. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks like a song. The fuck? This is a song. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh my god Beta male <laughs> Alpha male Not an alpha male Beta male Holy fuck, everyone go look up Beta Male by Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, that's what we want. Woo! Amazing. <laughs> that's also what he says. Amazing. <laughs> he hears something he disagrees with and he just says, Amazing. He doesn't bring up a counterpoint. He just says amazing. amazing. Beta. Beta <laughs> Beta <laughs> Oh, I love this. <laughs> Dude, you get hours <laughs> and hours of, of hilarity oh from this my guy. God. <laughs> and <clears throat> to be fair, some people think that some people think that it's all like a, it's all an act. Mm. Like this just the the greatest Big brain moves. The great yeah, it's like he's like the next greatest Sasha Baron Cohen basically. No like, way, uh, maybe. Yeah, but, but no, I've watched too much of his shit and I'm like that like no one could live with themselves like for this long. That. Like yeah, they ignorant. couldn't they couldn't keep up the act. Like, no one's this much of a genius. <laughs> but it would be fucking hilarious, That would be crazy. Dude. He comes out in 10 years. He's like, that was all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes out with a uh, YouTube channel, like a video on his channel called um, You, the Audience, Are the Real Betas. <laughs> and it's like, you got punked, betas. <laughs> Everyone I love who, Obama. <laughs> Everyone who watches me, betas. <laughs> Obama, alpha male. Trump, beta. <laughs> No, yeah, I think he's too far gone, yeah, mate. No. <laughs> what do you think happened to him that made him like that? Is As it just his own insecurities or like what? 
a lot has had to happen to him in order to get up, get to that place, right? Mm. Like yeah, it must be. A y- years and years of growing up in maybe not with the best people around you, with not the yeah, smartest yeah. Uh, people around you. Here. It's entrenched in religion, fundamentalist religion. Before we go any further with this, I'm going to cut you off just to get this smells really good. Yeah. We've it opened the passion. It smells fruit. like a passion fruit milkshake, I'm not going to lie. It smells like milky? Sort of. I don't know. There's a bit of creamy creaminess to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's still, like, the hops come through, but I know what you're saying. Like, the... This is not putting yours first. Okay. I just... Should I dump it out? Maybe block the bottom. Yeah. We're real beer drinkers here. Ah, Palate cleansed. Oh, yeah. See if I can get a nice head on this one. A mm. little bit more. There you go. That's legit. <coughs> a large head. Professional pool. Nice. Good stuff. Cheers to the IPA. Cheers to that, mate. Oh, that's interesting. Comes alive in the gloss a little bit. Foam is so creamy. If you just get the foam, it tastes like uh, orange creamsicle almost. Whoa. Yeah, it tastes like cream soda or something. Yeah. What? Wow. That's, ins- that's insane. Mmm. Whoa. I've never had an IPA like that's that really before. That's really good. That's fucking fire, dude. Holy shit. It's so creamy. It, tastes it feels like, like I'm eating ice cream or something. I know. It's like orange creamsicle it doesn't. It's not even bitter. It's not like it's yeah. so smooth. Wow, that's good. Yeah, that is really good. Holy fuck! For anyone, it's uh, Moon Bridgewater. Moon no, Moon Underwater. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> moon Underwater boys in the yard, because in fact has brought my boys into the yard. Because the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah, no, it's brought my boys into the yard in the sense that it's got me at half mass this beer. I'm oh, not oh my god! That's how Ladies and good gentlemen, it is, dude. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Calm yourself. Shit. It's got me going crazy. <coughs> I like this though. This is very nice. Delicious. Just a delicious, nice yellowy golden color. Fucking hell. Mm. <sighs> Maybe we should uh talk about who I am, what I do. Yeah. People don't really know anything about <laughs> me. <laughs> They probably don't care. Who are that's you? That's all right. They it's all right. Into it. Yeah, fig- we'll figure it out. Who are you, Caleb Weinhagen? <sighs> well, why are you here? I am here to ski. To ski. That's why I originally came here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Vermont, much like a previous guest, uh, Elliot McBride, a.k.a. Doctor, a nickname he got from Vermont in our childhood. By the way, did people call him that tree planting? Was that a, or was it mm. just Elliot? Did no one actually know him by doctor? No, uh, doctor. I called him that a couple times, but I never referred to him enough where it would ca- catch on. Mm, I might have to make that catch on this summer. Yeah. Great nickname. Great mm-hmm. nickname. But yeah, from Vermont. Grew up rural area, same town as Elliot. We actually went to the same middle school. It's like 200 odd people in the middle school and then no high school in our town. So wow. got to choose which high school we went to. We went to different high schools and then sort of drifted apart. Just by chance, both ended up at UBC, but I came here mainly. I was just looking at West Coast schools, wanted to get someplace West I could coast? ski. Best coast, uh, East Coast, 
beast <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> i uh i don't know they're both near and dear to my heart at this point yeah I, I I definitely have fallen in love with the Pacific Northwest above all else, though. Mm. But I don't know. There's just the feeling of Vermont. You know, if you enjoyed your childhood, it's it's probably likely that there's always going to be a special place in your heart for where you grew up. Totally. Unless you just had a shitty childhood, in which case, you never want to go back. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks for you. <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> Got abused as a child. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, fortunately for me, I did not suck to suck. And I had some uh, l- a couple of loving parents, now divorced, but they were together for m- the main part of my childhood, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then came here to study God knows what. I had no idea. Really? Did you know what you wanted to study when you came here? I knew <coughs> – I didn't know what kinesiology was. I knew that it was somewhat related to health and <laughs> – that I the li- human body. Yeah, that I liked anatomy <laughs> in school. So I, I like, like looking at corks in vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I, I I had that time in on my year off to like work in a hospital, so I like sort mm-hmm. of knew like the health and science environment was like something I'd like to do. But I still thought I wanted to be a doctor, and I don't don't want to be did you ever shadow uh in the hospital like a doctor or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah when i was in india that was like my that was like kind of the reason i went oh yeah i forgot about that yeah that must have been wild to do that in in india yeah it was fucking crazy i've talked about it on here before but yeah we can get into it a little bit but um but yeah like i didn't i've heard some of the crazier shit i think from yeah yeah yeah. but i didn't necessarily like no like i didn't necessarily know like that's what i'm gonna do i'm fucking physio for you know, whatever. You're just interested in the way the human body works. Yeah. Sort yeah. of the and physiology I, of things. Yeah. And I'm, I am really glad that I took Kim. Like I, I think it was a good fit for me. I, I think I'm, I am the kind of person that probably would have enjoyed anything they did mm. intellectually, but I think that was like a really, that was a good fit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from what I can tell, it seems like it's a good fit. It yeah. seems like that's a huge part of who yeah. you are and how you think. So. Totally. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just comes from knowing people, from when they're at university yeah, yeah. as they are And I definitely have, like, it became, it's become more of my personality. Yeah, through and I mean, that's that. that's just how it happens, and that makes sense, too, right? Yeah. Like, you can't expect to do things in life and then not incorporate them into part of your being. Yeah, yeah, right? like, exactly. But you, you, so you literally didn't know what you wanted to do? <laughs> no, I, uh... Were you undeclared? It was math. Okay. Um, well, at UBC, you can just... You just start in science, right? Right. right First right, right, year right. is general science courses, mm-hmm. and then second year you declare a major. So that was the nice thing about UBC. They kind of let you do that. Mm-hmm. But <coughs> no, I, I was thinking math because mm-hmm. uh, I was I was kind of – I wasn't a math nerd. I don't know. I was just good at it. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like physics. I really I, – I did love the, the simplicity and the like – beautifulness of like formulas and like mm. math and numbers and stuff like that and I always really liked that so I was like I'll just do mi- like physics or math and then the more I thought about it the more I was like like uh, do I really want to take majority like math and physics courses during university like not really and I was like that's gonna kind of suck and so well I think that I really had that realization once I got to university yeah because I was down that train, like I would visit the math departments at most of the schools I visited out west, or the physics departments, just to see, you know, mm-hmm. how the professors were. Like, one dude even gave me a fucking textbook. I remember <laughs> when I was like the University of Denver, I think. Oh yeah. Like gave me. I saw a that school. It's <coughs> a weird kind of school. It's like a yeah, it's a weird one. Didn't like it at all. Catholic I felt school. Bad yeah, me neither. By the time I had like the appointment with the the head or whatever of the math department, 
to like talk to him about going there and you stuff. Knew you didn't want to I go. knew I was like, this school <laughs> looks like it fucking sucks. Yeah, it kind of looked like like it was too small. Like it was just just like people weirdly were weird. Just, you know how most schools that are in like a city have kind of that college town sort yeah, of buffer, like spread around. This was just like in the city. Yeah, it's yeah. like the campus, and then the city's just right there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I've seen other schools like that, and I just don't like that vibe. Mm. And so, but yeah, by the time I met with him, I was like, fuck this place. But I sat through like half hour just like talking to him about shit. <laughs> and he gave me like a copy of the book with like, hope to see you next <laughs> fall or some shit like Professor Dumb fucking Free Suckington. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sick. I, I'd love to find that book because I wonder what textbook he actually gave me. Yeah. They almost took it from me at the airport. I thought really? I was hiding drugs in it. What? Yeah, look at me. Yeah, you'd you'd imagine I'm the stereotypical guy to oh, hide drugs yeah. and this books kid, or bombs. Definitely. I don't know. Crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's what they seem to think everywhere I go because I get searched every time I go over the fucking border. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you do look kind of sketch, dude. Yeah, pretty sketch. Like you've just dude. got some shit I fit on you. All got the some profiles, shit in your ass, dude. you know? Yeah. That's what's annoying. Like, what's the point of being white if I don't get my privileges? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, but if you're a shady white dude, you have like. Even like you know, you just look so yeah, sketchy, yeah, dude. Yeah. If you're a shady white, because dude. you're you're so far outside the norm of what yeah, people yeah, imagine yeah. that they're like, well, he has he to has be to be hiding some shit. Fuck. Yeah, I don't ever think I look that sketchy though. It's I don't think you do. Smelled like weed when I crossed the border, mm. and then they're like, well, he's got ten pounds of marijuana in his car. <laughs> he, he must fucking look at him. He's got to have it. <laughs> fucking look at him. This guy. But yeah, then I I've never visited UBC before I came here. <laughs> It just it's beautiful. I mean, I took the virtual tour and all that. I've mm-hmm. been skiing at Whistler once before, and that was playing a huge part uh-huh. in my decision was skiing. You know, University or Montana State University, Colorado, uh, Boulder, yeah. Utah, some in California. Um, it was all places I could ski out west because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's cool. That's yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I feel weird about telling people that sometimes, especially like older people, yeah. like jobs and stuff. They're like, why did you come to UBC? Why right. did you come to BC? And I don't want to be like, yeah, dude, I just I sort of shred. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> the gnar. Have you have you seen the fucking gnar out here, dude? That pow? pow? That pow pow? <laughs> Sweeter than your mama's pussy. <laughs> and, you know, I... It just feels awkward to do around the, your boomer coworkers. So yeah. I was, you know, I just told them like, oh, I love that nature and our connection to nature. That's why I'm doing environmental science because mm-hmm. BC has the connection. And I mean, that's a part of it because like the connection to nature is what allows me to ski here. But initially, when I was a stupid high schooler, I was just like, oh yeah, Whistler's dope. Yeah, I want to live here. I want to shred. I want to shred the gnar. Like I was the, you know, I was doing a pretty good impersonation of myself because I was like, the gnar, the gnar is pretty sick at Whistler. Some pretty sh- fucking some sick. dope gnar to shred. Yeah. I'm always surprised by how many people I meet in BC or Vancouver area that haven't have never mm. been to Whistler. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, how the fuck can you live so close to like well, just drive a, an hour and a half? It's you, a lot of money. Like you don't a lot of people ski. Don't I ski. don't know, or even go up there just for a hike or go near mm. Whistler, go up to that area. Yeah, that's a big the one. The farthest a lot of people have gone is Squamish, and some people don't even drive up the Sea to Sky. Yeah, yeah, like that's ridiculous. Dude, if you've you been in live, Vancouver and you haven't been up the Sea to Sky. Like, yeah, I mean, wrong? and then just I think. I think for me, it's just that weird, like, disbelief that some people just don't really give a fuck about, like, nature or, like, mm. being connected to it or, like, experiencing that, it at all. Is that real? I mean, maybe some people just delude themselves into thinking that they don't give a fuck about it. I just think it. you haven't seen it. I mean, maybe if you were never brought up, I don't know. But I yeah, guess well, with every... People who are like, hikes, why would I go on a hike? Or, like, I don't want to see a tree. Like, I want to see a skyscraper. That's more beautiful. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, like, 
Those people are know. those people are definitely few and far between. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's on a spectrum for sure, right? Like, you can't say it's a binary thing. I guess right. It's on a spectrum. It just I think it always shocks me to find that there's people that are on the spectrum far away from where mm. I am on the spectrum. Totally. Like it is with anything else in your life. But yeah. It's like, but that w- that's a big one. I I I I feel like I couldn't really be properly friends with someone who couldn't appreciate like yeah 100 percent yeah if i if I, I i i think it's like i just i can't really be friends with someone who i don't think i could take on a hike basically yeah yeah the people that i've all it's sort of test. the people that i've all sort of drifted away from in in university mm-hmm. have been people that i didn't think i could take on a hike <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's what it all comes down to dude that's actually a yeah. really i like that test yeah that's a really good test for that's a good the friend. answer to life yeah yeah if you, you take him on a hike yeah if you think that person's right for you can you take them on a hike a long hike like a, a maybe mm-hmm. not a long hike but like a more something that will test not them a, a nature bit. walk right yeah, yeah not some pussy shit yeah yeah that's like not even hike. fun i wouldn't even go on a nature walk by myself mm-hmm. bullshit yeah i don't like the nature i like i like the, the bush fucking alpha male mentality bush. being out there making the gains <laughs> it's not for the nature nature's for beta males ah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, but uh, so when did you just at the end of that first year? This is when you decided to uh, mm-hmm. go environmental. Yeah, I really don't know what made me choose it. I think I was just looking at the the classes you had to take for each program, mm-hmm. and then I heard about environmental science. It's a fairly small program, like yeah, uh, around I don't know, there must be a hundred or less like kids in each environmental science class, like each year. I think it was very small. Wow. Um, That's tiny. Yeah, I mean, I think so, because each... That's, like, smaller than Kim, I think. Yeah, there's, like, 100 to 200, there must be, because there's, like, two... I remember in my in our core courses, we have e- a core course starting in second year each year, so we NVR 200, 300, 400, and 200, um, there was two sections, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there was first and second semester, because it was... A, okay, yeah, so there's two sections each semester, and each section must have had about... 30 kids in it so that gives wow. uh, like i would yeah i would say between 150 to 200 kids in each class so it's small so i have no idea how i heard about it honestly i don't even remember but i was like this is the perfect way to mix like my interest in nature with like the hard numbers yeah sort of thing like i don't know it's okay. just such a it's such a broad field which is like a blessing and a curse like it was a blessing when i got into it because i was like oh nice i can just take up this wide range of courses Mm. because that was my biggest fear of university was like nailing myself down to one thing yeah i know because i hate that i hate doing that whenever i nail myself down to one thing i just lose interest in it Mm -hmm. in like a month yeah you know totally and so i always needed that wide range of interests and opportunities and i felt like that environmental science could provide Mm -hmm. that to me pretty well and now it's like you know that's nice but also it's like makes it hard to decide what you want to do in the future right Mm because like if you can have that drive to nail yourself down to one thing i feel like you usually end up being better off but i don't i don't know better off in terms of like yeah you can like pick a very defined job that you're gonna go after but i don't know about better off in terms of like (sighs) enjoyment or satisfaction tend to end up like very unhappy in those jobs anyways yeah half the time so does it really matter i guess i don't know I know, man. That's like the, that's the thing, right? It's like you see all these people work <coughs> so hard for things that they think that they want, and then they realize like 
10 years down the line that they've made a terrible mistake and they should have like yeah you know pursued something yeah or not even a terrible mistake they're just like eh, that was all right but yeah i want to do this yeah you know like i think that happens all the time and it's also like yeah i don't know you just you think you want something but you can never really know what you want yeah totally free will free will you you can't control what you want no you cannot is there free will? Where do your desires come from, Caleb? That's the that's the burning question, the question of my life. Yeah. That's why I read these philosophers. Maybe someday a philosopher will be able to tell me where desires really come from. Maybe. I've looked up books. I want to, if, if uh, anyone out there has book recommendations, I want to know for uh, what, what drives us, for mm. our desires. Because I feel like that really is at the root of free will and the question of, yeah. you know, what we do, why we do what we do. Can you, con- do you control what you want? No, anyway. I mean, I've heard the argument that you can, like, train yourself mm. into wanting things later on in life or, like, in the future. You know, you can you can act a mm. certain way, but then it's like, didn't you just want that thing all along? Or like, right. It's, it's like it seems like it all just kind of falls apart if you really just dig in a little bit. It's always this singular want at the, at the core of it that's mm. driving it. It's like you can do something to do something else i mean they put it as like primary mm. and secondary desires right there's like the the primary drives and then the secondary drives and you can like train yourself to have different sort of secondary drives or desires hmm. um but i don't really think that that exists i think that's all just kind of bullshit like it all just kind of falls down to you the base desires that you have mm-hmm. and then those kind of build on top of each other but you can't really i don't know you can't really control them and then, well, then there's like, there's like full on, there's desires, right? Like things that you like consciously figure out that you want. And then there's also just like whim, just like the feeling you get where you're just like that, imp- like kind of that impulse we were talking about where you just, yeah, you're just like, oh shit, I want to do this. Yes. You know? And that, like that's almost like the more pure form of, you want a certain food of some kind. You're like mm-hmm. sitting in your house and if you're me, you're being lazy as fuck and you're like, oh damn, I could really go for a fucking chicken shawarma platter right yeah. now and you order a chicken shawarma platter and you're, you have no idea why the fuck you wanted a chicken shawarma platter yeah. but you're a fat ass so that's yeah. probably why you wanted a chicken shawarma platter because right. you're sitting in your your shitty little neck beard nest and neck beard nest <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's what my fucking place in Saskatoon look like I'm not gonna lie I really? just eat out just a lot trash just everywhere. shit like fucking on the table and on the counters like it's easy to let it get messy when you live by yourself, honestly. Mm. Yeah, when difference. it's just your mess. Yeah. yeah. And you're, I don't know. I feel like I hadn't, I, I was like, I know. I'm, we're all still in the process of developing as a person, but mm-hmm. I was really in a state of turmoil back then, I feel like. Really? Especially just being in myself by Saskat- in Saskatoon. Yeah. It was just like, it was a tough time. Like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy yeah. it very much. I like, enjoyed the job. For those who don't know, I had a, I, I was, I'm in my fifth year now in university because I, uh, I took 16 months to do co-op, which is just a work term, um, and I did eight of those months in Saskatoon, the place that none of you have probably ever heard of and none of you ever should <laughs> should hear of because it's a, it's a fucking atrocious place. It gets Shit down to hole. gets down to below negative 40, and that's Celsius and Fahrenheit because fact of the day the same fahrenheit celsius at negative 40 if you didn't know that that's fucked big brain um that's yeah but it's fuck. crazy it gets down below that in the winter everyone pl- 
plugs their car in? I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought you only plugged your car in if you had an electric car, right? But huh. like everyone has an engine block heater uh-huh. installed in their car, which you plug into. All the parking spots have outlets. What? You know, you might think that's just because like millennials charging their phones, but it's for everyone to plug their cars into, to plug the engine block heaters into, because it gets so cold that the engine block will literally like freeze up. Oh and my won't god. Start. I was there. I missed that by like a month. If I had been there a month longer, my car, I wouldn't be able to drive my car because I didn't have an engine block heater. Wow. And no one told me about that shit. Like yeah. I was, you just, I've never heard of that. This, that's part of being an adult. It's just you go places like that and you don't know fucking what you need to do to live Jack in a certain shit place. About, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then yeah. you get there and you're like, fuck, I can't live here because I don't have this <laughs> yeah. thing that I fucking need. <laughs> and that was me. And I was like, am I just going to have to fucking like... I don't know. Those things are expensive too. I wasn't trying to get one installed on my car. Like the cars that you buy there come with one. Like if you buy a mm. car from the dealership, it'll just come with the engine block heater thing that you just plug in. And I remember spending a long ass time, like my dumb ass. I didn't even look it up. I just saw like my landlord's car who lived like the floor above me in the house had one. And I was like, Oh, there must be one on my car. <laughs> so I remember spending like an hour, like looking through my fucking <laughs> under my hood and in the engine. And she was like, where's this fucking plug that I can plug into the outlet. And then my landlord comes out and he's like, what are you doing? And I, he was like, is there something wrong with your car? And I was like, yeah, it doesn't have the, I don't have, where's my fucking plug. And he's like, yeah, no, you're, probably just it doesn't, doesn't, have, doesn't have one and i was like what what do you mean it doesn't have one how am i gonna plug my car in he's like oh yeah you can't and i was like well how do i live here and then I was, he was in his mind he's probably like well you're a fucking dumbass and you can't live here get the fuck out but he was just like you know you gotta you could get one installed for like 20 million dollars and i was like nah, i don't have that kind of money well, what are they, like a grand or something? Like I don't know. I could be making. They could be like twenty bucks. I don't fucking know. But, but I think they're. Like, I don't want to live in Saskatoon. Fuck that. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. I got it like just in the nick of time. But mm. it's like I mean, it's a shit. I mean, I also just didn't. I I had. I had options, right? So mm. I made a bad. I made a poor decision when moving there because I chose saving more money over a better living situation mm. so i chose a cheap basement suite over a more expensive okay like, nicer apartment. Uh, apartment on like upper floor of an apartment building in more of the downtown area mm. and i mean at the time it was i mean it was a bad decision more so because i was uninformed on where i was going to be living i was living mm. in like the shithole ghetto part of town where mm. there's fucking needles on the ground and i didn't want to walk around after dark for fear of getting stabbed really yeah yeah I was that bad. I, I remember, <laughs> I I spooked Eileen by telling her about like shootings that had happened nearby in my neighborhood. Fuck. And uh, she was like, "Oh God, like don't tell me about that." And I was like, "All right, I just have to send you the crime report though." So like I I had I remember I'd always look at like the they do like a heat map the Saskatoon uh-huh. Police Department of like they have they geolocate like where crimes have happened in your neighborhood mm-hmm. recently and you can like look it up. It's like GIS software. And they show, like, what kind of crime it was, like, all that sort of information. And so I pulled up the heat map, and there was, like, armed assault, like, <laughs> breaking and entering, like, <laughs> all within, like, a 10-block radius of my house. Oh, like, my God. Shooting, stabbings. There was, like, a massive, massive drug bust, like, uh, like 10 blocks away on, like, one of the main avenues that was near my house where it was just, really? like, a fucking meth house yeah that was just like distributing all the fucking meth and crack to the neighborhood basically oh my lord yeah, it was it was one of those neighborhoods where you walk around and the public pool has like razor blades like razor fucking fencing razor wire on, and yeah shit. razor wire on the public pool and shit and there's just like boarded up houses every other house and shit it's just like uh wow yeah <laughs> 
So and like if you did it, say you could like go back and do that again, would you have gone for the nicer place? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I don't have much of that savings left anyways. Right. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't have the self-control at that point. And I still don't to like save that kind of money mm. really unless I like put it away like I have in my TFSA basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I would have ended up with the same amount in savings mm-hmm. had I lived in the more expensive place because mm-hmm. I would have just brought down my spending in, uh, in other parts of my life. Right. So, yeah, I definitely would go back and take the apartment. I think that's a big part of what makes me want to live in an apartment now is because I missed out on living in an apartment in Saskatoon mm-hmm. too. And I just want to have that experience of like living on like a top floor with like a balcony and views, especially yeah. in Vancouver. That would just be beautiful. Yeah. And it's now with pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Now with Eileen, I can, it can be done pretty reasonably yeah you know like if we are able to afford after tree planting like a two thousand dollar a month one bedroom place Mm -hmm. can get a nice place downtown oh yeah dude close to downtown for like 2k a month for sure on this on sunset beach or in yale town or something yeah those are i think those are the locations to go like i don't know where else yeah yeah i I know near where ollie lives would be a dope place yeah and then it's so nice too i don't know how much eileen wants to live downtown so mm. living potentially near Kitts Beach would also be a good She's option. She's graduating this year too, right? Yeah, she is. She is. I was trying to convince her to come tree planting, but No way. <laughs> I don't I don't think it would happen. I don't think it would happen. I, I don't think she, she truly wants to. Is that's the problem. Yeah. It's like I feel like you actually have to really want to. Yeah. Like she would be She's like, like one of the hardest working people I know though, so she would definitely yeah, like yeah. fucking grind. And you know, I always hear stories from her about like she took a year off before school, right? And she was basically working like 80 plus hours a week yeah. like for a year like she worked as uh, she told me once like 90 days straight Ugh. like without any days off oh just like God. absolute insanity and working like 12 plus hour days each day like all types of things like she worked as like uh uh like in construction in restaurants cleaning um nannying doing just uh, hustling uh, like every single job you yeah can do. whatever the fuck the, when they take your keys valet valet i'm not rich enough to know what that's called <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a valet before no I, I if anyone wants to come to my house i'll pay 10 bucks an hour <laughs> to pretend you're my valet and park my car in front of the house just so i can feel like i've got money <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah no she's definitely the one of the most hard-working people I, i've met as well mm-hmm. so i'm sure she would crush tree planting it's just a matter of how yeah, whether she would actually enjoy though. it, you know, yeah. like she'd she'd probably be able to do it and make decent money doing it. But yeah. I don't know how much she would actually enjoy it. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, like I know for myself, it's like I feel like I can make a lot of money doing it, and I also feel like I would really and en- like enjoy the hell out of that summer that yeah. I spent doing that. You will for sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I look forward to it. Now, if only we could get the kid out there to fucking. I know, uh, man. Do it. I bet you. Wild, that would be dude. so wild. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I'd love to see. I'm excited to see what happens to your mind, just because, like, I mean, you've heard a, uh, you've heard Caleb here in this t- an hour and a half of talking, uh, <laughs> his <laughs> wild outspurts and random shit that he <laughs> likes to just vomit to the world. Basically, imagine that, but <laughs> unhindered by societal mushing of yeah, that's like that's scary is like no corrals to rein me in yeah, just fucking been, free reign of, been of speech yeah exactly yeah. and you're still like this so <laughs> what's yeah, gonna exactly. happen when you're not <laughs> fucking kept in anything side yeah the beast. you're living outside for three months and you everyone just should fear the beast that i might become and slowly uh, break we'll everyone see, yeah. should get in touch with their beast though 
like I think tree planting. Oh is, yeah, well, that's one of the best that's, things to do. For yeah, it. getting back to that 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 part of our brain that's sort of just been pushed to the back by yeah. the way our society's progressed. Yeah, you don't want obviously that to take over, because mm-hmm. then you just fucking kill people and shit. I yeah, think. I mean, or you're just Elliot and you're just fucking waking up at three p.m. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that's <laughs> like that sleep. side of his brain taking over or just like. <laughs> I don't know what's I I I don't know, dude. <laughs> Guys, I think it's the weed, and I think he might agree with me on that one. What too. that happened to him, like when he smoked too much? As yeah, a kid. yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. talks about that a little bit on the pod. I think that might be what it was for him. Mm. It's just I don't know, but so similar. It's similar to his dad too. Maybe it's because his dad also smoked a lot of weed during that period too. Mm. I know his parents also did a lot of psychedelics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the effect of that. Maybe. I was actually talking to my dad about weed today because it just got legalized in Vermont. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was decriminalized for a while, and now it's legalized for sale and stuff. Wow. And so I was, like, trying to probe because, like, he was he was always the parent that was very anti-weed in ah, childhood. Like, interesting. Against it, never smoked. He would tell me, like, relatable stories about alcohol and stuff, but mm. could never relate to the weed smoking because he never did it. Right. And, yeah, he was telling me about how his girlfriend, uh, Shelly, now is apparently likes likes to smoke. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're actually she was actually going to get some from Elliot's parents because they grow. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, she That's has awesome. her own uh, avenues to get it now. And I was like, well, do you have you tried like yeah. your girlfriend does? So like I imagine you must have tried. And he was like, well, you know. For me, it's the smoking. He just doesn't like that method of the like act. doing something, uh-huh. like inhaling, like smoke, you know, right. whatever. Because I think it's like his mother smoked, and mm. I just like he's seen the impacts of like smoking and how bad it is right. for people in general. Bad like association. Inhaling carcinogens, yeah. which like weed's not as bad, but you're still inhaling. You're smoke. still inhaling like hot it's smoke. Carcinogens, a plant burning. Right. Um. <coughs> so he was like, "Yeah, I, you know." And I was like, oh, so edibles, like just kind of jokingly. And I was like, well, actually, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> let's go. And I was, and I was telling, yeah, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, most of the people who have this experience, right, like who don't smoke and they don't like the idea of smoking because it feels like a drug thing. So they try edibles. Never goes well. Yeah. Never goes well. Yeah. You so have they, to. They have no idea what they're getting themselves yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, that's basically what happened to me. <laughs> it's just like, and it was so classic, dude. His experience is just such the classic, like beginner trying edibles yeah. thing. Where he 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 was like, uh, I like we they his girlfriend made brownies. They made brownies, and or they had brownies, and uh, ate they both ate one. And then after a while, he's like, ah, I, I know, know this I story. Don't, don't feel I don't feel I it. Feel I don't feel what anything. Fuck? Eats another one, and in like yeah. twenty minutes, just. Just gone. He yeah. said he was just like, <laughs> he's just outside for hours on their like chair in the lawn, just like slightly paranoid, yeah. and just kind of tripping Hanging out to reality. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, that's that's I you textbook. I, you didn't even have to tell me the story because yeah. I knew exactly <laughs> what was gonna fucking happen every single time. So I I told him about the the CBD dabs that I've been doing. And oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah, apparently he. T- I didn't know this, but he said my my grandma had tried like CBD tinctures and oh, stuff before because she definitely has a bunch of chronic pain problems that mm-hmm. she's been had like prescribed medication for for the longest time. Um, and I guess they just none of them worked. Yeah, basically all. I mean, pain pain management's fucked up, dude. Yeah, especially I, with opiates. I guess she's yeah she's been on all that shit for so long. Yeah, I just don't know if CBD is like enough mm. for her. Cause well, is it like a different pathway? It might. 
they might work. But she tried it, like, and it, I just it doesn't it work for everyone. Yeah. Like, people will claim that CBD is a miracle drug. It is great, you mm-hmm. know. It helps a lot of people. Certain conditions, yeah. Yeah, but like, it's like not. It's it's just like anything. It's not. Everyone's not going to have the not same the reaction yeah. to it. Um, and for her, I guess it didn't work. But I was also talking to my dad about how it's probably like a mental thing too, right? Like she probably has that state of mind where as an older person, she connects it to like weed and stuff. And yeah. she's just like, nah, I don't know. Right. I don't know about this. Like I'm willing to try it, but like you don't actually expect it to work. Yeah. And if you don't have the expectation of Dude. something working, yeah. no matter, even if it has a small effect or not, you're probably not going to notice it yeah. because you don't get any of the placebo effect that you normally would. Yeah. Half the fucking effect that you feel from medication and shit is, is placebo. just the placebo. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So. Placebo and placebo and pain management is huge too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I took this whole, uh, physiology of pain course fourth year and, and it was insane like they uh they would go so far as to they wanted to see like how big of an effect placebo could kind of have on pain and it was a procedure of like i don't know some kind of like neuropathic pain like nerve pain mm-hmm. and they would go in and th- there was a surgery that they would normally do and so they had like half half the group of people get the surgery and then the other half of people they would open them up like put take them through like fucking sanitize everything sterilize everything open them up and then not do anything but just wait for the same exact amount of time that the surgery would have oh. taken <laughs> and then just sew them back up and then they had the same or better pain management results after the surgery after. isn't that insane dude isn't that crazy yeah like yeah, that, uh, that's nuts and and they shoot they showed that like the placebo effect in and it makes perfect sense but it's completely correlated to like how big of a it's uh what's it called like intervention you do mm-hmm. so instead of like taking a pill having that like full-on surgery experience oh like, you have really more of a placebo effect yeah exactly you think it's really gonna do more exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense and that's because it i mean when you think about it it's just like those pain medications they're kind of just telling our brain to do a certain thing mm-hmm. right or like shut off certain nerve receptors mm-hmm. or like disconnect this pathway so we don't feel that right and if our brain is kind of expecting them to do that or expecting our experience to be like that then it makes sense that our brain would kind of just do it automatically sort of even without the chemical yeah. intervention because it's like it's it like knows what's gonna if, it, if it doesn't know that like you know if it doesn't know that you've taken the sugar pill instead of the painkiller then your brain is like so sort of trained into thinking that something's gonna happen mm-hmm. that it'll just it'll just do it like exactly. you could probably give let's say with coffee you could probably give people like decaf coffee oh yeah you know in their mornings as a regular coffee drinker and ask them how they felt and they'd be like oh great good coffee yeah i feel so energetic and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Know, it was decaf like it's, it's unreal so man weird how much you can fool with that it's fucking ridiculous it makes you think like what is it what is it? what's even all the what's fucking point of it dude? yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what <laughs> is it like honestly if you can just evoke enough and isn't that amazing that like just through subjective like subjective uh convincing of yourself of something you can literally change physically like the objective reality of your body like you can literally see yeah you know, yeah like less MRI activity or whatever, I like some tangible thing. Connecting that to kinesiology and uh, like physical training, mm. I wonder if like the more positive mentality you have, because like you know how sometimes like 
people having hope or having like a positive mentality mm. about like an illness they have can show like they show better results than mm. people who are, are do not have like a positive outlook like me i wonder if that also can tie into like training like if you're like constantly hyping yourself up or like having a big ego of yourself or like thinking that you're like dope or like yeah strong as fuck and right. like all this shit then like you actually your body actually like gets Adapts. like more like strong like gets stronger yeah, yeah. like your muscles get bigger like faster or something there's a, a from a different class i took there's a crazy experiment <coughs> they did where so what's really interesting with exercise is the first i think it's the first four weeks you're on a program all the strength gains you're getting are all neurological mm. so it's just nerve pathways getting more and more ingrained so myelin building and just creating so a no neural network muscle increase no hypertrophy no like yeah. actual size of muscle cells getting bigger or anything mm -hmm. Mm. and so they showed this properly by it was like a test where it was just like a grip strength test i think and they had some people in a protocol where uh they would be like squeezing a weight progressively like normal kind of resistance training um, and then they would be doing the same thing with their left hand and then they had another group that was doing normal strength training on the right hand. Mm -hmm. And then all they had to do on the left hand was just imagine that they were moving, not mm. actually moving, oh. but still <laughs> imagining. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. still saw like a 30% increase in strength, like yeah. a, a statistically significant increase. Yeah, so it so just shows you like it's literally just your mental. Such an interesting thing. Because yeah. imagine a you know we we have this wally -E style vision of virtual reality where it's like mm. we all get fat because mm. we're just stuck in a virtual world but imagine it gets to the point where it's so good that our body like thinks that we're in the real mm -hmm. world so we're running we're doing these things in the virtual yeah. world maybe our body would just stay fit Adapt. even though it's not <laughs> moving like our muscles wouldn't atrophy like we wouldn't get sores and shit cause yeah like, maybe i think i don't know because because that's only like a very that's a very short por portion of the curve right like the first four weeks of an intervention like an exercise intervention is that mm -hmm. neurological gain the rest of it is like through actual physical work so mm -hmm. i would say mm -hmm. it's like 75 25 so you still probably have to do some real yeah. work but as a kinesiologist how 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 much bullshit are the fucking things that like can say they can just like vibrate or zap your muscles into being like more toned and shit yeah I does that actually have any basis in science or like <sighs> anatomy like, i could see where they're going in that like so shivering for example is like a fantastic way to lose weight it's a response to cold yeah, yeah exactly yeah, you're so you're literally just you're and creating you're, heat you're it's yeah you have your metabolic rate i guess yeah yeah that. and you have this special type of fat that is used for this particular process of shivering brown fat thermogenesis ah. um, but I can't see just I, don't, I can't see just like superficial vibration of fucking skin mm -hmm. burning fat mm -hmm. and that's just my like mm -hmm. four years undergrad speaking mm -hmm. I could see there being some slight gains in me metabolic rate maybe just because you're you are vibrating so like your mm. muscle is moving but because you're not actively moving that muscle, I can't see it doing. So that I can't much. just lay on my bed for two years with my Oculus Quest strapped on and vibration pads all over my body and stay in shape. You can try it. <laughs> you could try it, but I don't know how uh, how well that will work out for you, mate. 
Yeah, dude, I want to get one of those. I know. That, that ad came on. You're like, we should get one. You said you never <laughs> tried one before. No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Dude, it... You it's think blow my mind. You think, yeah, no, you think you know what it's going to be like. Yeah. You think you understand it, and then you, like, put on one of those headsets, and you're like, like, fuck. Like, Take me is, into the Matrix. Like, this is, this. you understand why people are so, freaked like, out about invested. It. Or freaked out or invested in it, because it's like, this is going to take over. Really? Like, this, like, I don't know, once the technology evolves even further, because right now it's still very, like, primitive, you mm-hmm. know? It's like the first computers or some shit of virtual reality, basically. Right. Like, we have so much further to go with, like, you know, like... Graphics direct feedback. D- Direct-to-brain input, like your Elon Musk's with a Neuralink mm. or, like, the adaptation of augmented reality as opposed to full-on virtual reality. Mm. Or, like, you know, shit like the fucking Black Mirror episode, Playtest, essentially. Yeah. Like, that... That's that's kind of like oh, a mix crazy. of Neuralink and virtual reality, basically. It's like we're we're at that point almost where that's going to be a reality pretty soon. I feel yeah. like, and that's going to be a, a strange reality. Uh, is that even going to be reality anymore, dude? <clears throat> I don't know. That scares me. To me, it's like I don't know. I feel like if we sort our shit out here first, right? Like if we get fully on renewable mm-hmm. energy, and we're like chugging along at the human race renewable energy not worried about global warming the planet collapsing whatever the yeah fuck, you know <coughs> then it's like what's the problem with mm. moving to the virtual world yeah I it just feels like a retreat it just feels like a <coughs> this world isn't enough but what i just think is i don't think we'll get our act together and what i fear is we're not going to get our act together and then a new version of the Oculus Rift comes out where you can just escape so and it feels real. It's like Ready Player One. You're and telling me you don't want to bang Jennifer Aniston every night You go to s- before you go to sleep. Uh, no, I do. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> want to be able to do that before we figure out renewable energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that will just... say. Yeah, yeah, like, because yeah. if, the, if the VR out... Uh, like, uh, innovation outpaces the climate change, you know... Uh, destruction yeah yeah that's what i'm saying yeah yeah it's like w- if we have once we have that shit sorted out you know hopefully i don't i personally don't think that we will mm-hmm. get that sorted out because we need to fix our economic systems before yeah we can sort that out really yeah um but if we somehow did then yeah then i don't i don't necessarily being a huge negative if mm. everyone's just sort of in the virtual world because it's like i don't know what 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 because what if, difference if, does it if, make yeah what what how you know like you can just experience more in the virtual world it's yeah like you can experience our world but more assuming like the technology evolves to the point where it's yeah nearly impossible to tell the difference between the real world and the virtual right. world it's like is it even a bad thing that because you can like live on earth but then you can live in some fucking fantasy world where you can do whatever the fuck you want and yeah. then maybe that's being the true sp- free spirit because you can actually just manifest anything that you want mm. and you're basically become god and you can just do anything yeah but you know. yeah yeah i don't know man because we would probably just retreat like you said it would become just completely hedonistic like it would be sex and like gluttony and you know like if we had the uh, if we had that ability to do whatever we wanted without it affecting I guess, us but i think that people would also build civilizations within that virtual world mm. and people would come back to societies existing within the virtual world and it's interesting because uh, you have a game like 
this is kind of a weird analogy, a game like Minecraft, right? Mm. A game like Minecraft where, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, you know? You can kill things, you can build shit, you can do whatever. Yeah. You just fuck off, you know? Um, <coughs> but when you put a lot of people in a multiplayer server, sure, there's the odd server that, like, goes to complete chaos, mm. like from when I used to play Minecraft. Uh, it's for children. I clearly don't play Minecraft <laughs> ever anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Not at all when I was in Saskatoon and <laughs> for a lonely as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> had no one to hang out with, so I hung out with people on Minecraft servers. <laughs> but, uh, uh-uh. no, but you'll have, like, uh, people will will fucking gravitate towards communities and societal, like, interactions. Like, you'll mm. have servers that are just, like, people living in a city, mm. doing a job. Like, it's wow. just tedious shit Interesting. for, like, money in the virtual world. It's yeah. like, you'd be surprised how quickly things we emerge. get reined back into like our huh. societal that constructs even within a virtual world that yeah. we've created for ourselves to just for the purpose of having fun in yeah it's kind of crazy and so i can imagine that we need to feel like you we're know, doing something again Come back can, i can almost see like the virtual world existing as like you know we have this normal society societal space or like a community mm-hmm. sort of where things you know we interact with others as we should but then on top of that is a lot it allows us to just explore our deepest like craziest fucking shit that we can never experience mm. while on the real earth you know like in the virtual world you can just do all the fucking shit you want you know all yeah. the crazy shit but then you also would be brought back to the like societal influence of yeah things. yeah it's just when it it's just <laughs> it just scares me when like why even come back to the real world right like that that seems to be the question yeah i mean some people who are like sociopaths psychopaths probably wouldn't come back to the real world Mm. right but i think a normal person feels like a need for that Mm. sort of regimented lifestyle yeah there's a reason why people play games like the sims or like shit like that where you're there's so many games that are like so popular that are just living another life day-to-day life within a game it's not like a life that's crazier or more insane. It's mm. just another regular life, but in a game. And so it's it's interesting how people are drawn to just different versions of day-to-day life, mm. you know, outside of their own. And I think it would just be such a beautiful experience for people to live different versions of themselves. Right? I don't know. If you have mm. Logic's album a while ago um, has a great sort of idea of, god and afterlife in it Mm -hmm. like i don't believe in a lot of religious ideas but uh it's fuck i forget what album it is but is when he's on the spaceship uh no i don't think it's that one no that's that's older it's a newer one and a lot of the album's intros and stuff are like him talking to god basically Mm -hmm. i think it's neil degrasse tyson that actually voices god in that album and when he gets to heaven he's talking to god and and um god basically tells him that like he's lived forever he's going to live forever and like one day he'll become a god but only after he's lived every single lived every single life mm. of every person on earth that uh, has yeah, lived yeah, and yeah. every person that ever will live yeah. so that he can understand everyone else from every single perspective possible mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean, like that I like that a lot. Yeah, that's such an interesting idea. It's like, what if that's like, that's another interesting idea about the afterlife. Like, what yeah, if what if that just, is life? You just live, you are everything. Yeah. And I mean, that has some basis in like Buddhism. psychedelic yeah. ideas of things or like people's experiences on psychedelics, right? Is that mm-hmm. connection? And that's the, that, that would be the ultimate connection with everything. Yeah. 
is that you literally are every you are everything that exists. Yeah. And everyone else is you. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Kind of crazy. Because then you think about it, and like if if everyone truly believed that, we would have like such a beautiful society. Like no one would no one would do fucked up shit. Like because mm. it's yourself. You know. If yeah. You, but like it's so hard to it would be so hard to bring yourself to fully believe that. Right. right. But if you somehow could, if everyone somehow could, it would be like, I don't know, it'd be the human singularity, I guess. Everyone is you living another life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It just would, it would make you think. I mean, it's it's interesting to think about that sometimes. You just look at all I these, love thinking about it. Look at all these motherfuckers on the bus or all these people and all this shit and just like put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Kind of yeah. do a little role playing for a second. Totally. You know? just a little bus sometimes it gets me going a little you know yeah in the bedroom you're like oh just get your rocks off yeah get your rocks off you're like oh fuck just do some bus driver role play and you're the fucking old grandma coming on the bus what am i gonna do to you <laughs> oh, I'm gonna it fucking, started out I'm so gonna beautiful tap my compass card <laughs> i'm gonna tap my compass card so hard for you daddy <laughs> Uh, oh my lord! It just ended so heinous. No, but like, yeah, you know, you you role role playing as these other people, even in non-sexual terms, still fun, still yeah. fun, not as fun as in a sexual way. But you know, you put yourself in their shoes. That's the cheesy way of saying it. Mm-hmm. But like, more Sonda. more than that, it's even more than that. Imagining you are you them, are them, right? Like, yeah, like they are you your, living another life. Your wisdom, and it's just such a I don't know. It's yeah, it's an interesting thing, like. Like going to someone else with the wisdom you've gained, and then like mm. maybe that's how humanity ends. Like once we've reached this point of collective consciousness, that would be equivalent to you living the lives of everyone else, and that's like maybe maybe that would be yeah. where we reach our singularity, where like the AI thing comes in and it's like, all right, this is all that exists. It's like the cycle it's of karma gets and broken, ju- and then it's just one. Yeah, and the human mind just becomes like a an ant an ant colony yeah and it's, there's you know a bunch of different beings but they're all just robots that are controlled by the same mind mm. but it's not like a weird dystopian future mm. because that mind is also at the same time as it being one mind it's all minds like yeah. it's everyone it's, it's united not, it's not just like a single individual but it's like all minds at once because it's the combined consciousness of everyone i don't know that's that's like the the optimistic view for like the ai singularity sort mm. of future i don't know because in reality it should have access to all that stuff but then maybe it only has access to what's on the internet and that would just be some (laughs) demented (laughs) fucking fucked up shit (laughs) all right caleb we're ending our uh two hour mark here so what i want to have you do is take the microphone or speak into the microphone look at the camera and just say one word or phrase that you want to leave the people with this has been great, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, let me think about that for a second. Yeah. Take your time. Uh, that's tough. Just whatever comes to your mind. Could be literally anything. Uh, damn, dude. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure for just one thing. One word or phrase. Doesn't one matter. One word or phrase. Doesn't matter what it is. Quote. You can read your quote. Uh, I'm just trying to think of so- I'm trying to. I'm trying to emulate, think of something emulate the free spirit, you know? So oh. something from deeply within myself i don't want to here you know i just want it to be like you know <coughs> ah man but it's not gonna be real it's just some stupid fucking shit right i don't know um 
all you need is the tip. <laughs> and that that means more than you think it means. And that's that's what counts. 